We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. So for someone under the sound of my voice who earnestly desires a change in life, a change of trajectory, a change of direction, beginning from your association, this is the reason why, you know, someone can belong to a ministry as this, and in less than 90 days, their psyche begins to change. Their thinking begins to change. Their outlook towards life begins to change because they first changed their association. Glory to Jesus. And I did mention also that associations this time around, because we are living in the 21st century, it's not just physical association. All those social media, Instagram associations you have, the Snapchat, those people you are following, those people whose platforms or whose page or whose handles you are liking, you do not, these are also the people who are having effect over your destiny. Glory to Jesus. So this morning, I want to help you know, a couple of us, or a couple of you, rather, who somehow feel that you don't know how to strike a relationship, or you don't know how to, you don't know how to um, make yourself available, you know, for interpersonal relationships with people. I want to share with you a couple of things that I believe personally would help you, and that have helped me. The book that I recommended last Sunday, How to Win Friends and Influence People. How many of you have gotten it or downloaded it? Yes. Okay, beautiful, awesome, awesome. Glory to God. I'm actually thinking, I'm considering, you know, creating a small group out of that. I want to lead it myself. So I want to give you the grace. I will give you the grace till July ending. If you want, if you desire, go get that book. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I would lead it myself as a small group. So meaning that maybe once a week or once in two weeks we'll be meeting, you know, to discuss what you've read. That would encourage you when you continue to read, you know, with people of like mind. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. So if you desire to attract people, I have a couple of points or a couple of things, you know, to share with you. Before I go into those details, I need to say this. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 13. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 13. You owe man nothing but love. Everyone owes everyone something. That which everyone owes something are is love. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Look for, if you, you owe no man nothing but love. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Until you win someone's heart, you cannot connect to them. Are you with me this morning? Until you are able to win someone's heart, you can never connect to them. Everyone at every point would be in different phase or at different phases of their lives per time. To connect with people and to be able to do that earnestly, you must be able to first connect with their heart. And this ex was exactly what Jesus did with you and I. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. He took away our own life, our heart, and gave us his. That's the reason why we have the capacity to love. Romans 13 verse number 8. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. 
okay i have discovered that those who have fantastic interpersonal relationships with people are those who are natural people lovers they are natural people lovers say you cannot truly and fully love people or and not be able brother Kim, come sit over here glory to jesus you cannot fully and truly love people or and not be able to learn how to connect with them Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. So one primary way of being able to connect with people, of building intimacy, of building a relationship with people, is actually having a genuine heart that loves. Should I tell you how that heart can come? That heart would come by you beginning to see in people the way Jesus sees them. That's the reason why for somebody like me, I'm able to connect with everybody. Because despite the flaws, despite the mess, despite the fact that they may not even measure up to me social-wise and all of that, I know that in God's sight, there is no difference between the Greek and the Jews. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. You begin to have a problem when you begin to, you know, dissect or, you know, separate certain people and say, Oh, sister, peace, she does not dress so well, she does not look so great, so because of that, she cannot, I cannot have, you know, close affinity with her and you begin to denigrate the altar or the consecration of love once you begin to do that the spiral effect is that it would not just then stop on you and sister peace alone it will go on to the way you also deal with people so you want to love people you want to grow in the faith you want to have fantastic relationship you must begin to love people how do you love people begin to seeing them the way god sees them because they want you are right enough, they want who's messed up that you feel that, that you feel is not good enough, maybe too fat, too thin, too dark, too white, too whatever thing that you're thinking that the person is. Jesus sees that person complete. In that while we were yet seeing us, Christ loved us in our sins. In our sins, in our rebellion, Christ loved us and gave himself up for us all. So that's extremely very important as a foundation for you to bear in mind. And you see, when you don't have a capacity or the heart that truly loves one another, or a heart that truly loves, relationships that you try to build with other people will not last. Because it was fake, ab initio. But the heart of love would even prepare you, you know, for, you know, exigencies. Say maybe the person wants to mess up later on. You will have the capacity to take whatever mess the person wants to throw at you or dump at you. You will be able to take that up. The heart to love, to love. Bible taught us about the, about the, um, the learned teacher of the law who went to meet Jesus. So tell us, which of the commandments is the greatest? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your body. He went on to then say, love your neighbor as yourself. Don't need it. So he then went on to say again, say this is the greatest law because law is fulfilled in love. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. So for you to love, to have good relationship with all the people, uh, you must be able to love them, connect to their heart. You know the downside to that, or the second side to that rather? It is the fact that except you truly have a heart for the Lord, you cannot truly love people like they should be loved. Except you truly know who love is. Huh? Bible says that God is love. Except you truly know that love is not, 
it. So when I when I see you meeting you for the first time, and my heart, you know, just pours into you, you know, and I just fell in love with you, I'm actually doing what Jesus in me would do. Glory to Jesus. This does not mean that you'll meet people whom you don't feel attracted to, you know, in the, in the first time you met one another. They may not measure up to you social-wise. They may not. They may not look as beautiful as you look. They may not be able to wear a Peruvian, Brazilian wig like, no, it's a bone marrow, what do you call it? No. What do you call it? Bone straight? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Damn, is that what it's called? Okay. It's bone straight. They do now. She may not be able to afford bone straight. But she may have something in her heart, very precious, huh? that God's given to her. Glory to Jesus. Here are the things that I believe would help you in attracting people. Number one is appearance. Number one is appearance. You see that saying that says that people will address you the way you are dressed. It will continue to hold waters till Jesus comes. I beg to say that there is no one who has a fantastic dress sense whom people don't love. You find it hard to deal with people in your office place. Nobody seems to want to relate with you and all of all those stuff. Or even in church, for example, nobody wants to really have anything to do with you. Step up a little bit and begin to dress well. See, and dressing well is not in the quantity. It is in the quality. It's even not even in the quantity, quality, it is in how you even carry yourself. You can have only one pant, huh? And treat that pant like it's all that you've got on earth. And every time you put on that pant, it continues to look so beautiful on you. So it's not about you. I'm not saying go do, go change all your wardrobe. That's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's about you understanding, you know, maybe how to combine colors, how to just be neat, how to appear responsible, how to appear neat, how to appear tidy, simple. People are easily attracted to those who look well, who smell well. May the table not break in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, may the table not break in Jesus' name. You want to attract more people at work, in church, anywhere you find it. See, one of the things appearance does for you is that even if they don't like you, they will not be able to, de to, de to, to, to deny the things that you're putting on. Amen. So they may not like your face and just go, oh, your necklace looks beautiful. It may not have come from the depth of your belly, but they cannot deny the fact that that which you have, they don't have it. And especially when you are consistent at it, so they may have been keeping up their mouth shut, not wanting to interrelate with you or have anything to do with you. But when they see and say, ah, every time, Sister Peace, ah, oh Jesus, every time, every time, you're always looking so pang, they will come to you. It may be that they see something on you and they say, oh, I love you. Where did you get this from? That may be the beginning of the conversation. If you always find it very hard interrelating with people, dealing with people, you know, you know, connecting with people, watch the way you dress. Watch the way you dress. Your school, don't be super too conscious. I mean, I mean, too relaxed rather. 
No, don't be. Don't be. Where I come from, they say when you see a king's son, you see royalty in the, in the person. You get what I'm saying? When you see a son, when you see a prince, you see royalty. A, a prince does not wear a rag. That's for the earthly king. How much more you use your father is the king of kings? Celebrate Jesus. How much more you use father is the king of kings? So you should appear in your royalty. A lady as a princess. A guy as a prince. Dressing well. Brethren, brothers specifically. Huh? Unkempt hair, unkempt beard. And they don't glorify God. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. They don't glorify God. Would you celebrate Jesus this morning? I already prayed that the table will not be broken in Jesus name. They don't glorify God. You know that by the way you dress, huh? Sinners can be enticed even to you. You don't know? I've seen that happen in my own life repeatedly. Sinners can be enticed. Do you know some people don't know that it is possible for you to be saved, spirit-filled, huh? Prayerful, conscious person, yet still look so pained. Many have attributed or likened, you know, spirituality to tardiness. No. 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 You know, the devil is very dirty. So if you are used to being dirty all the time, uh, when you approach him, you will think you also have the same spirit he has. But what about him seeing you on heels and not even knowing what you carry inside? Hey! Until you then get to him, you know, and then begin to show him pepper. Then he re oh, she looks so beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, she's a lioness. Appearance, appear. If you like, take it. If you like, don't take it. Do you know that as a speaker, huh? One of the basic things I learned in public speaking sphere as far back as 2005-2006 was people assess you physically before they hear you. God bless you, mommy. Please celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. People, see, see, before, when you want to share anything with anybody, uh, pastor, speakers, teachers, people assess you. They, they, they listen to your body before they hear your voice. This is the reason why I always say when you're going for interviews, dress well. Don't say it on Zoom. Do your makeup. Sisters, you're coming to church. Take your time. Make up. Don't be late. Oh, if you are late and you walk out, I'm going to. I'm not going to be happy. So don't come late and say, Pastor, you said I should look pink. Hallelujah. I remember many years ago, for the very first time, I did what you call fingers treatment. Is it is that man? That's manicure, right? I did manicure. That was many years ago in Nigeria. Ah, I don't know what exactly that lady did to my fingers, but I got to church the following Sunday, and they were saying, Ah. The world lifted up my hands up onto heaven. I felt, I felt like, I felt like Jesus was receiving my worship just because of my. That was my first time of ever doing manicure in my life. You must learn how to treat. That's what I'm saying. You must learn how to treat yourself. When you dress well, it boosts your confidence. One of the reasons why you cannot deal with people, you cannot interrelate with people, it's because you have esteem issues. Tardiness eh, robs want of esteem. 
You hear me? This is not a die by fire kind of message. No, this is not it. But this is something that you need. Esteem issues. I teach these things that I'm teaching right now. I teach them in regular training classes. Those who buy, who invest in, you know, good clothes and good whatever, good cars. Why do you think they do some of all those stuff? Don't let me go into environment too. You don't know also that where you live also hard to your esteem. Your comfort, you don't know. Okay. Mommy, God bless you. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Maybe I would invite all of you to um, Thanksgiving Day this year so that you understand some things better. So that esteem issues, that shy, 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 shy thing that you're talking about, it's actually because you've also not invested in your body. Number one. Number two, thirst for excellence. Thirst for excellence. It would help you. This ministry is blessed with such amazing people, you know, who have great thirst for excellence. Thirst for excellence is attractive. Many of you, one of the reasons why huh, you belong to Lofty Height, it's actually because of the penchant for excellence you've seen in this ministry, as little as it is. Because even those who don't belong here, huh, they reach out to me. Everybody likes good things, oh. And everyone wants to associate huh, with good things. Don't say, oh, because we are a growing ministry and everywhere will just be tidy, no, no coordination, no nothing. All. No, don't do that. Don't do that because your God is an excellent God. Daniel chapter number 6 verse 3. Daniel chapter number 6 verse 3 teaches that Daniel, you know, was taught off to be put, you know, above all his peers. Why? Because there was an excellent spirit found on, upon him. Excellence. Not just excellence in whatever, excellence in everything. Appearance, words, um, things that you do in your silence and your, your actions and your inaction. Excellence. Excellence. Make your home beautiful. Make it welcoming. Make it attractive. You don't need to go to, you know, I don't want to run down brands bad. Don't let me mention brands. You don't need to go to the high-end brands. I want to go and shop for solid stuff for your home. You can go to the once dollar ones. You'll see little, 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 little stuff. Pick them. Don't say you're a student. It doesn't matter. Make sure when you wake up in the morning, tidy your bed. Clean your room. Make sure your room smells nice. These things do a lot, you know, to your esteem. Excellence. When you see something not being done, well, take it on. See this daughter of mine here, Peace Dukuye, she does not take nonsense. Oh, I know all of them very well. She does not take nonsense. She cannot be leading worship or, I mean, leading prayer or, you know, sharing the word and you'll just be moving about. She will tell you, let me even go there. Glory to Jesus. First, for excellence. Excellence is not the same thing as perfection. Don't pursue perfection. Perfection can lead you, you know, and can actually affect your esteem. And can lead you to continue to procrastinate. But just be excellent driven. I've also, you know, realized though, that excellence is very relative. Even those who are not excellent driven, they tell you they're very excellent driven. You know how one of the ways that I know, if you are, 
your parents. Your parents will tell me. Your parents will tell me. Glory to Jesus. When I went to Calgary, I went to say hello to, you know, to um, a family, you know, that um, um, Sister Belema's sister, Odem. I got into the uh, living room. I could not, I could not hold it. So, wow, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I love it. That changed or added to my perception, you know, about her. One of the things many of you also don't know about perception is everyone's got perception about everybody. I have a perception about you. Huh? You have a perception about me. Everybody has a perception. Even those you've not met that are only online. You've not met them in person, but by the things they share with you online, the things they post, you have a sensing of the kind of person that they are. Glory to Jesus. Number three, compassion and empathy. Compassion and empathy. That actually is an offshoot of love. Compassion and empathy. Be compassionate. Be compassionate. Empathize with others. What is empathy? Or what does empathy mean? It means imagine yourself in the other person's shoes. Empathy. This is a genuine trait that you can have. You see, I, I, I say it and, you know, all of you usually agree with me. I love people. And I'm not saying this because I just, no, I, I, know, I know I do. And those the Lord has brought my way, they know that I do. Those who are very close to me, they know I will not spare anything. I will not hold back and I will cross the oceans for them. They know. You see, this world, this life that you're in, you're on a journey. This is not the home. Don't feel too comfortable. You hear what I'm saying? Don't feel too comfortable. Be generous to one another. Compassion and empathy. It may be what will cause you to become friends with someone. Maybe, maybe as the person is coming, you just hold the door for the person to pass. Little things. I got talking with someone in this ministry, you know, some time ago, and the person referenced Sister Chioma, same Sister Chioma, that when she landed here, Sister Chioma was the first person that she met. And she told me how amazing she was to her. Oh, yes. Yes. <coughs> Glory to Jesus. <clears throat> she told me how amazing she was to her. People may forget what you say to them, but they will never forget how you make them to feel. You hear me? People may forget what you say to them, but they may never forget how you make them feel. Because what you also say to them, even though they may forget that, would also determine how they feel. Can you please give me the banner? Give me that slide. Let me show you this on the screen, and we call it a night. Call it a day, rather. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. This that you have on the screen is what is called Abraham's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I know many of you are not management, you know, people. This is a training content, okay? Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. These are the kind of things that you need to understand to know where people are part time in their life's journey. So that you would understand, when you understand what human needs contain or consist of, uh, you would be able to better relate to them. Everyone on the face of the earth. You see, this hierarchy that you're seeing, uh, it's progressive. You've got to take this first before you can get to this level. 
until you get to this level you can never get to this level there is something called basic necessities of life every man's basic needs it's called physiological needs what are those physiological needs air that you're breathing water to drink if you are stabbed of water for a long time you will die you will emanciate food shelter roof over your head if you don't understand and you're too comfortable go meet those who do not have a roof over their heads and know how they deal or how they live sleep when you're sleep deprived huh? you don't feel great it causes hate in your head it affects you hallelujah clothing reproduction reproduction when i was sharing on wednesday during singularly speaking and by the way don't miss this next wednesday's recharge part two of the message how to move on from an ex okay if you missed wednesday's edition last wednesday go on youtube it is there how to move on from an ex breaking negative soul ties i'm going to be concluding that part you know this wednesday reproduction is there god created them male and female why to reproduce to multiply to be fruitful see until a man's physiological needs are met man can never desire safety needs see these are some of the things that i know that influence the way i deal with all of you and people what are safety needs their personal security tell me the person who does not have roof over his head what does locking the door or having security around him what sense does that make you understand what I'm saying to you right now? Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have the safety needs. What are safety needs? Personal security. Employment. Huh? Employment, job security. You have resources, health, property. For the person who does not have air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, what does health, good health, mean to that person? In any case, the person sleeps outside, in the rain, in the sun. So the health is being affected so until you, you, you graduate from your physiological needs physiological needs and they are met you cannot move to the next level where you have safety needs alright then you have love and belonging love and belonging come into play only when your safety needs are already met hallelujah glory to Jesus what is love and belonging friendship intimacy that includes sex okay sense of connection You don't have a job. You are battling earth condition. You don't have personal security. What will connection mean to you? Nothing. What will intimacy you know, mean to you? Perhaps nothing. These are the progression of the needs of man. After that, then you have esteem. It is the person who has air water food shelter sleep who has personal security to some extent financial security um job security health security that has good friendship that has sense of connection that can be seeking for esteem amen, amen. it's that person that can be seeking for esteem what does respect mean for you when you don't have a job when you don't have money in your pocket people will disrespect you Self-esteem, status, recognition. Huh? It becomes, it becomes um, 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 insensible, all right, when you begin to seek for esteem. When the level you are in in life is actually that of physiological needs. 
When you go downtown, for example, you see them asking you to drop them some, some coins, some cents for them to eat. You think they care if you respect them? That actually, the condition they're in is actually disrespectful. It's dishonorable. So they cannot have esteem. You don't have money in your pocket and you want people to respect you. You want to drive good cars. You want to do this. You want to do that. It's going to become a challenge. I need you all to also understand this. I mentioned that briefly earlier, Ron. Those who spend a lot on their homes to live in a beautiful home, who spend a lot uh, on vehicle to get very solid, bad vehicle, many of them know what they're doing. Those things command attention and respect. That's the reason why you see someone, you know, who walks in here, for example, you know, who dresses super well, and you look outside and you see maybe um, uh, a superior class of a Mercedes Benz was passed, you, was, was parked, and the person moves in there. You would want to be, you know, close to that person. Somehow a part of you will begin to want to, yeah, yes, sir, you're welcome to church, man. I celebrate you, man. I celebrate you, sir. Then you have self-actualization. That's the desire to become the most that one can be. Listen to me. Everyone you'd meet at one point or another in their lives, huh? they are on one of these radar, of these radars that you can see here. That's Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. See how quiet you all are. Because many of you have been exposed to things like this for the first time. Huh? You're not, you don't belong to a ministry as this just to be able to speak in tongues and cast out demons alone. No. You also belong here so that you can relate with other people outside. As a matter of fact, understanding of these needs helped me to connect with people in sharing the gospel better. Because I know where they are. If they are, if they are struggling with their physiological needs, I know. That's one of the reasons why when people get in here, immigrants get in here, we don't you know, push them or pressure them to come and serve. We don't do that. We we'll let them. We we'll let them because when you come over here, you'll have, you may have to begin from this level again. It does not matter if you were at this level when you were back home in your home country. You still begin from this level and you then begin to transit. Until they get to maybe this level or this level, they may not be able to give you their all. Would you celebrate Jesus for that which you just know? <laughs> Hallelujah. I think I should have charged each and every one of you $200 each, you know, for this training session that you just had. And the last that I have, godliness. You want people to be attracted to you? Be a godly person. Be a godlike person. Godly people love godly people. You hear me? Many of you have told me repeatedly, how just hearing me teach the word makes you happy. And you see, it, does ju it just does not happen from you to me. It also happens from me to my own spiritual fathers. I have the frames of Daddy Gio, that's Pastor Enoch Adejari Adeboye, Bishop David Oyedepo, Reverend Victor Adeyemi, and myself. Sometimes I turn my head in my home office and I see Papa or I see Gio and I will just be smiling. Godliness is gorgeous. Godliness is attractive. Godly people love godly people. When I get to a place, it does not matter if I've been there before or I've never been there before. 
Or I get to meet you, for example, and you tell me, oh, you're a Christian. You attend to social church and all of all those stuff. Naturally, a part of me just connects to you. Because you mentioned that you're a Christian. Especially in workplaces around here, you don't find such people so common. So many times too, some of them are, but they may not be bold enough to declare that they're actually believers or they're not even confident you know, of their faith, right? But when you then connect, when you're able to connect at that level, you're confident that you, this person is your sister. This person is your brother. If you will do these three, these things rather that I've listed to you, right? If you will do these things that I've listed to you, uh, your relationship with others will be changed. And especially if you get the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Why are we taking all of all these things? Because of the self-systems. Because of the life group starting. So you'll find people in your life, in your, in, your, in your self groups, who fall in one of these categories. Know where people fall per time. I know how to deal with them. Until you connect to their heart, you cannot have them. They cannot open up to you. Don't say to someone who's trusting God for what to, what to eat. Don't say to them, oh, you know, um, you're very good looking. Um, I want you to be well respected. Respect means nothing to such a person. When, you're, when you understand this and you're able to deal with people based on their needs, your relationship with them will get better. If you've been blessed this morning, would you please celebrate Jesus? Come on, celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. And can we rise up on our feet very quickly this morning? Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is a kind of message you may want to go listen to again. Or perhaps go digest that Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Some of you may want to. In lofty heights, we don't like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. So you're under the sound of my voice. You've not accepted the Lordship of Jesus or you once did and you went back into the world. And you'd like to come back home. Would you please say these prayers after me? Dear Father, I thank you for your word that has gone forth to me today. I repent of my sins. Confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Please save me. Make me yours, Jesus. Give me a heart that pants after you. Fill me with your spirit. Saturate my heart with your love. Make me yours from this moment and even forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.